When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, happy Wednesday. It's hump day. Uh, very excited today. Before we jump in and talk about um, with Coach Murad from uh, Austria, part one of two parts. It's going to be awesome about building a youth program and practice planning and drills and all that. I just love talking to coaches from other other parts of the world, um, just kind of how they do it and how they kind of tackle their, um, their craft. I, ju- I just love it. So before and I love I think we talk about the time difference because I think I started I think I taped it I started at 7 a.m and he was at like 2 p.m so it's kind of interesting to see that we can be halfway around the world and still talking basketball before we do that I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors first of all Dr. Dish the number one shooting machine on the market go over and check them out I mentioned Coach Unplugged put it under the holiday tree get $350 off now um you know, I just can't imagine a better COVID kind of presence for 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 your program, for you, for whatever. Um, also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Uh, here's my question: Is like, <laughs> um, first of all, we offer mentoring, we offer one-on-one calls, we offer the ability to teach you how to win more basketball games, how to connect with your players, how to how to um, learn the X's and O's. All the little nuances, 30 years of coaching for me, I can save you a lot of time and a lot of energy. Um, and it's uh, it's a one-stop shop for basketball coaches. We're here to help. We're here to serve. Uh, it is truly one of my joys in life is to be able to give back and to be able to do that. So come over and check us out at teachhoops.com. And uh, let's all head off to part one. Part two will be tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday. All right, welcome to Coach Unplugged. So I've, I've been telling all the coaches that have been on in the last month, I'm not sure when yours is going to go up, Coach. Um, th- this this COVID thing has allowed me to get a lot of interviews. <laughs> so I've been busy, which is good. Uh, but it's going to allow me to get a lot of in- 
uh, interviews. So um, I'm going to coach, I'm going to have you introduce yourself. Um, uh, tell us who you are. Tell us kind of your basketball journey. Um, I, it's very intriguing to me. So I have lots of questions. It's um, we're doing this right now on a Sunday at 7 19 AM where I am. What time is it where you are? It's uh, 2 19. 2 19. Yeah. So that's crazy to me. Anyway, uh, so it's good. I'm glad it worked out as far as getting, I, th- I, I thought it was later than that. That's perfect. Okay. Um, so, uh, so go ahead, coach, introduce yourself, kind of tell your, and I want you to go through your basketball journey, kind of tell us, you know, don't go back to when I was two years old playing at the playground, but kind of go back if, if you played and, and how we got to the point where we're sitting here talking right now. So okay. I'm going to turn it over to you. Okay, pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, my name is Nabil Murad. Um, I'm originally from Ireland. Um, I grew up there, and that's kind of where I started my coaching career. Uh, it started as a result of me starting to play basketball at about 17, 18, and not really being at the level that I needed to be to make any team. So as a result, um, we kind of set up our own team, and inevitably I ended up being a player coach, which was not fun because – I knew nothing about the sport other than watching Coach Carter and Glory Road. So um, all I knew was to the baseline. Um, good, good movies. Good movies. Those are <laughs> yeah, bad, those really are good. Not a bad starting point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, as, as I, I guess, progressed there, I wanted to become a better coach and I wanted to become a little bit more knowledgeable, especially working with people that, you know, um, knew more about the sport than me. So all, my, all the players I was coaching knew more. And... Uh, as a result, I guess, from not having a young basketball background, I saw the game a little bit differently. And I'm not sure if that's exactly it, but I felt like I got a lot of opportunities uh, to progress quite rapidly. Um, I ended up coaching media's basketball at the Women's Super League, which is the highest league in women's basketball in Ireland. And then I got an opportunity to coach as an assistant coach with the Irish under-16 national team. And just one thing led to another. Um, you know, uh, the year after I finished with the Irish national team, I managed to get an uh, opportunity to coach at Bishop O'Connell High School in Washington, D.C., which was great. Oh, I mean, um, that's one of the – oh, yeah. So who are you under at Bishop O'Connell? Oh, uh, Coach Joe Wooten, fantastic yeah. coach, and I got and a lot when, of chance and, to and when, and when were you – and what were the years that you were coaching there? 2013, 2015. Mellow Trimble. So we beat uh, you. I, oh, my God. I coached against you, Coach. What a small world. Who are you coaching? I coach at Madison Memorial. We beat you in the uh, uh, Beach Ball Classic. Oh, my God. That, that is a small world. Isn't that a small world? Yeah, Coach that's, was that's not amazing. happy. His wife was definitely not happy. Sorry, Coach <laughs> Wooten. No, no, it's good. Um, yeah, Coach Woods and Terrellin, I mean, great people. And yeah, we put up. So, here, so, okay, so let's talk about bird walking. We talked about bird walking before we started. But anyway, uh, so what a small world. That's, oh my gosh. Anyway, so I, that was a good, we should, God, we should have won in that semis too. Anyway, um, <laughs> we put, I put Doris Fountain on Trimble and he did it. And now he, he, Doris is an mm-hmm. NFL football player. So that's about all that could stop Trimble, to be honest with you. But, um oh yeah we had oh man i had i think i had two d i mean i, I had daryl and i had sharif I, I had a little point guard i had uh sharif and i had a, a daryl big guy and they both played d well yeah that was a great game that was a great game that was a big win yep. for us 
Yeah. So you're bringing back memories that are that are good for you right now, and not so much for for me right now. Um, Coach is not but, happy too. I just remember him not being like, "Who are these people from Wisconsin? What are you doing? Like, we got we can hoop, we can hoop." Trimble yeah. was yeah. We we basically spent 24 hours figuring out how to stop him, and we okay. that was that was our we just were gonna stop him. We were gonna make other people beat us, and we did a pretty okay. good job. And when you put a six four wide receiver NFL athlete on him. It was harder for him to score because, you know, um, yeah. Oh, wow, what a small world. Yeah, Melo Trimble, great talent. Um, like, yeah, it was, it was great. Where is he doing now? What's he doing now? Is he playing overseas? Um, last I heard, he signed a contract overseas, I think somewhere in Europe. I'm yeah. not 100% sure where he's yeah. at right now, but I think yeah. it's somewhere in Europe. Yeah. Um, yeah, great. Wow. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring up bad war wounds. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, so, yeah, uh, finishing up at Bishop O'Connell, I came back to Ireland and I got the chance to be the head coach of the Irish under-16 men's national team. Competed at the European Championships, which was a great experience. Again, just meeting a lot of great like-minded coaches. And then I went to the UK and I coached at Leicester uh, Basketball Club, Charnwood College Academy. So I spent a season there working with the youth side and um, being the sports psychologist and the youth coach. Um, from there, I came back to Ireland, finished my master's in sports, management, uh, sports, uh, sports and exercise psychology. And then I got an opportunity to come out here to Austria and coach at Munden Swans. And I'm now the youth coordinator, youth development coach here uh, at Swans. So this is me going into my third year. So, I mean, that's me kind of running through the different... I guess journey, but yeah, that's, it's been, it's been a great experience. It's been a great journey for me. And I think I'm just getting started. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's so uh, what's the, what's the plans moving forward? Um, at the moment, well, get past COVID, yes. but um, we've kind of, we've kind of laid out how we want to, you know, so the, the club over here has in the last 10 years dropped down in terms of youth development. So, our plan is over the next 10 years to build us back up to where we need to be. We want to develop our own players. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the club structure in Europe, but uh, yeah. So we want to develop our own players to come up through our pathway and go into our pro team, right. which obviously will help financially and we don't need to rely on bringing imports all the time. Uh, so we're doing, we're, doing, we're doing the right things now to get there but it is going to be a process and it's going to take us some time to get there. Oh, it's a long, that's a, it's like building a program anywhere. It's a long-term process, especially. If 100%. You to, yeah. You yeah. got to Cause you got to start. <laughs> yeah. You want to build your own building your own are the best to be honest with yeah. you. That's like, yeah, it makes sense. Cause you know, that's like, and it's no disrespect to anybody. You, you can get a lot of different uh, mentalities, different uh, points of views and, you, you can get people to contribute coming from abroad. But at the same time, if we're talking about, being consistent and sustainable, you got to develop from within. And obviously then that will help basketball in Europe, basketball in Austria, so on and so forth. Right. And the thing is, um, the, the, like you said, the, the new world, that might not be people. I mean, I can't even go to Canada if I want to go to Canada. So let alone Austria. I mean, I, right. yeah. So yeah. I think that's maybe it's forced in your hand a little bit too. It's like people aren't going to be getting people in anybody. So a little bit, and, and just, just to add on that, we actually had four professionals last season, but looking at this season, we're only going to bring in, uh, well, four professional. I mean four guys who came in from abroad, and right. looking at this season, we're just bringing in one guy, um, and just to add with the COVID, I guess the change, 
one of the other changes is happening is that if you're a versatile player, all of a sudden your stock's gone up. Right. We can't afford to bring in one specialist. We got to bring right. in a multiple versatile. Yeah. Exactly. So um, yeah. So you can that tell. You can tell. Okay. So that that's talk about. So you can tell you're in Europe because your ambulances sound different than our ambulances. No, yeah, I love that. So loud. I always it's so love, loud. They are so loud. But they're but it's a different. Like everybody that's listening in the, in North America knows that that's in. I mean, they're just different sounds. It's crazy. It's like it makes me think of London, to be honest with you, or times okay. when I've traveled. It's like it's a, it's not a bad. I mean. A bad noise for somebody because it's going somewhere but for yeah. for when you're when when you're from the from north america when you're going to europe that sounds just like that sound brings back good memories for me because okay. it's like you no know, it's like because I, rem- I remember i spent like um i spent the after my first year teaching i spent there it goes again i spent um and i don't edit this so we just leave it i don't care uh we um i spent the first summer after my first year teaching with my brother backpacking around Europe. It was the best thing ever. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, it was so much fun. We had so much fun. Uh, we were going to bring, I was actually going to bring my kids this, this summer, actually, but the world ended. So then we have to postpone it for a while. All right. So why don't we go through your, uh, why don't we go through, can share your screen, coach, and we'll go through your thing. And then I've got tons of, I don't have as many European questions because I think I figure out the club system now. Um, okay. <laughs> So, um, right. Okay. I'm just going to go through this, but now I'm not like going to go through the full thing. So I guess you got to tell me, um, yeah, we'll just talk about, we'll talk about whatever you whatever road we need to go down and then we can okay. share it with people and awesome. I'll put so your, con- I, I'll put your contact stuff too. And then if they have questions. They can get a hold of you. Good. You have your website awesome. in the bottom. That's perfect. Okay. So I guess, I guess, I mean, one of the things you, you know, we were discussing before I came on was, I guess, my philosophy on youth development and stuff. Right. And for me, my philosophy can be summed up in three words, roots, not fruits. And it, it lines in with kind of how we're doing things here. Our job as coaches is to facilitate the garden, you know, is to facilitate the conditions for optimal growth. It's not to come in and say, well, we got to harvest X amount. It's to come in and say, well, I'll be doing a good job that, the plants are growing and are going to be sustainable over the long term. So right. my job is a gardener and I just got to create the optimal conditions so that all of my players will get to where they need to get to. Um, right. I think that's a so great, that's like, I always tell people when you plant a tree, it's not for you. It's for future generations. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, I put yep. a go out in my front yard and put a seed in and plant a tree. I'm it's not for me. It's for my kids and my kids, kids. Cause yeah. you know, it, it's just going to grow, but it's not going to grow to where, you know, um, so I think yeah. that's a great, I think that's a great thing for like us as coaches too. You know, we're not going to see the, the, the reaps of all our, our stuff. It's like, as a teacher, I'm not going to, you know, I'm just trying to make the world a little bit better. And then, yeah, I think that's great. No, that's a hundred percent it. Cause you, you do, you just want to leave the world a little bit better than you found it. And right. that like, that makes so much of a difference, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, There's your meaning of life, uh, kiddos. There's your meaning of life, kiddos. They always ask me. Yeah, I, I think it's it's really interesting because uh, you know um, a lot of people forget about that. They don't, um, you know, they don't. They, they kind of want results and they kind of want wins. And in terms of youth, hey, like, go back to that last screen because number one is a big kicker for me. Um, before we go what? on, 
I here's something that you can use that I always use with my youth coaches is I go, you yeah. do not want to be a kid's last coach. Like that, oh, should nice. your, <laughs> yeah. that should be your, that should be your goal in life. And they go, what do you mean? I go, that means they quit. Like now, if you're, if you're a high school coach, I might be the kid's last coach just because they might not be good enough to play anymore. But under the yeah. age of 13, you should never be a kid's last coach. Like, cause they're playing soccer, baseball, like whatever. And if they give it up, if they give soccer up because they're and they're nine because of you, then that's a problem. Like they shouldn't give up soccer Agreed. when you're nine. You should be playing as many sports as you can because you don't know what you want to do. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I I just, I, that's I, something I just have pounded into my youth program. Do not be this yeah. kid's last basketball coach. I don't care what I you I like do. that. I'm 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 gonna use that. Yeah, you, um, you can you can steal that. Yeah. Um and it, it's kind of something I say to to the coaches I work with, it's like what impact are we having on these kids? And um I spell impact a little bit different with the double T at uh, the end. Right. And I'll, I'll I'll explain to you right here. So the way I look at it is we've got seven I guess, skill sets. And as coaches, we want to, you know, impart intelligence skills, mental skills, psychological, athletic, communication, technical, tactical. Uh, for me, just going back to what we talked about, we've no idea where a kid's going to end up. If he quits soccer because he wants to go play basketball, if he quits basketball because he wants to go play volleyball, whether he's going to decide or he or she's going to decide, I want to be a doctor or, you know what, I just want to play recreationally, whatever it might be. So with these skills, the first five are transferable skills. The technical and tactical skills are only applicable to basketball. Right. So if a kid decides to move on, then, well, as a coach, what have you done for him or her? So intelligence is kind of, I look at it and say that, well, that's creativity. That's problem. Hey, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the podcast as much as I am. Please subscribe and like, uh, leave those five-star reviews. Those one-star reviews you can you can leave in your pocket, but go over to Apple and Spotify and wherever you leave reviews or wherever you listen and, and, and tell us what you're thinking. Um, go over and check out teachups.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial, um, the one-stop shopping, the Netflix for basketball coaches. Um, and then also go over and check out our other podcasts, uh, Teacher Side Gig and High School Hoops. P part of the, I love saying this, part of the coach market media conglomerate go over and check it out and let's head back to the creativity podcast. that's problem solving critical thinking decision making those are those skills mental your confidence your commitment your competitiveness your composure right so those are skills that need i mean we can say they're life skills but those are that's kind of how i break them down right psychological skills is your leadership your emotional intelligence your empathetic skills right so again life skills athletic your speed agility your coordination your balance all the regular stuff um athletic skills Communication, and I think this is huge. I mean, especially in today's world, uh, body language, verbal, nonverbal, tone of voice, dealing with confrontation, managing conflict. You know, uh, we could go down a rabbit hole with just communication skills. And the way I look at it is like, well, when I'm in a practice setting, am I just giving them technical, tactical skills, or am I, you know, adding value and making an impact? and giving them skills that can be transferred to other areas of their life, whether it's school, whether it's at home, whether it's, you know, their studies, whatever it might be. So that's kind of how I look at it. And that's what I mean about roots, not fruits. So I'm, I'm hoping that I'm being deliberate in, in sharing and facilitating their growth in more than just one way. Right. I think it's, I, I, yeah, that's what I say. I, I'm, yeah, it's the teacher in me. So I've been a teacher for 30 years. I'm just, I, the, my, the, the court is just another classroom for me. And that, and yeah. 
and everything I do, I want to do those first five. That's awesome. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, personal values as a coach, I think you need to know what you stand for. And, you know, once you know what you stand for, you'll know what is your DNA, which is your do not alter. So you're staying with it, you know. Um, and for me, those are it. Growth mindset. So I'm always trying to learn. As a youth coach, you got to know what it is. Contribution, trying to give back, trying to serve others, being tough, which basically means being persistent. And yeah, I, you know, I like what I like for toughness is I like grit. And I yeah. like grit because grit is the combination of passion and perseverance. Yeah. So because I, I don't know if I was, li- I don't remember who I was listening to. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but um, and obviously because I do three podcasts, but I listen to a lot of them too. But uh, someone was talking about if you have passion towards something, it's not work. Like, I don't really want to empty the dishwasher. I don't like emptying the dishwasher. There's no part of me that mm-hmm. wants to do it. So I procrastinate and I don't do it. But things I like to do like this, I can get up. The things that I want to do. So you got to find that passion and perseverance. Um, and that's where going back to what we were talking about before age of 13, we need to let them find their passion. Like 100%. If, we, if we shut the door, you never know. At nine, they might not like basketball, but at 11, they might. You don't, they're yeah. still trying to figure out the world and, you know, whether mom yeah. and dad are going to yell at them, let alone, you know, I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like you said, even even if a kid quits basketball for whatever reason at nine, but it was a positive, enjoyable experience, right. there's a chance he'll come back to it or she'll come back to it. So, right. you know, you, like you said, you don't want to be shutting the door. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then, I mean, obviously for me, my last uh, value is being honest, it's integrity, doing the right thing and just figuring out ways to do the right thing, which um, coming back to what we just talked about, like dishwasher and podcast well kids don't need to be motivated to play video games well then like so that's why is that and i'll try and learn and see why and you got what was it Fortnite? all of a sudden every kid wanted to play Fortnite, including nba players well what is it about that that gets kids staying up till 4 a.m playing right we can't get them in the gym so i think we can learn a little bit from that and kind of what i kind of observed was the fact that you know they've got autonomy they've got freedom they can choose when to play they they can um, achieve competence i mean they start at an easy level and move up and they get a chance to play with their friends uh, but there's no standing around there's no coaching interruptions there's no standing on you know and and they have that freedom so i think we can learn from that by just kind of you know facilitating some of those skills, those uh, attributes, the autonomy, the dopamine hits, the, the freedom levels, and bringing it into uh, sport. Now, not too much because obviously we are teaching discipline. We are teaching all the other stuff, but understanding that they are kids. Hey, go, and... back, to the, go back to that previous one. So, yeah. so why do they do it? Um, so I, I, let's talk about how, how we can take the, bas- the video game stuff and use it in basketball. I love that. Like, I, I 100% I've never thought of this and that's why I didn't, that's why I had you go back because this intrigues me it, it, it's yeah no true. so I'll, I'll jump on it and say just quick segue and come back into this um so if a kid for whatever reason shows up at one of our pro games so we've got these school nights where kids from school is getting free so this kid has never played basketball nine or ten he comes in and he watches a game and he sees our guys you know shooting threes coming in and dunking it and it's exciting. The atmosphere is going crazy. People are shouting and, you know, the European atmosphere, it's crazy. So now he decides he wants to come play basketball. And then he joins a practice setting and the coach puts him in lines and is talking to them and telling them the entire time, 
and the last five minutes the kid gets to play. Well, we hooked him with the pro game that he watched, and now we're losing him. So for me, learning from video games is hook them and then keep them. So what we want to do is, especially early on when kids joining or the younger ages, we want to have a lot of games. And we can facilitate some of these skills through games. Um, Michael McKay, Canada Basketball, he calls it hiding the, the spaghetti in the meatballs. I'm going to butcher that. but No, I know what you're saying. It's like you hide, no, you hide, you hide like the broccoli inside the spaghetti or something. Exactly. Something they yeah, don't want exactly. to eat. They don't want to eat their vegetables. They want to, right. they want to eat their or, – or even a better one would be put your peas inside your brownie kind of thing because they want the brownie. They don't want yes. the keys. Yeah, yeah, yes. I agree. So we can do that uh, through, facil- you know, doing a lot of games. Uh, we allow children to experiment and fail without fear of criticism. So uh, I've, I've noticed this about Spanish basketball. They actually encourage mistakes, and that's something I've tried to embrace. I want my guys coming in and being ready to make at least two or three mistakes. I so, tell, so I always use the analogy with this when I, I – we didn't have basketball camp this year, obviously, but um, I say uh, – it's a growth mindset is where it's coming from, but it's more like um, I said, I live about three miles from the school. I go, okay, I live here. Do you think I can dribble this basketball home? And they all look at me like, well, yeah, probably. I go, I bet I can too. Am I a better dribbler when I do that? And they'll say, well, no, you just, I go, yeah, because I haven't, I haven't pushed my threshold. So I say, when we're doing all these drills at camp, I said, I want the ball bouncing all over. Because that means you're going to the window where you're not in the comfort zone. I said, I could literally walk and dribble basketball for 15 miles until I got tired walking, not dribbling. Um, And I'm not going to be a better dribbler because of that. Because I haven't pushed. I want to push to the point of making mistakes. And we clap for mistakes and stuff. I mean, that I want that. And I think that's what you're you're talking about. I love that. Yeah. I mean, mistakes are good. Yeah. and then with it, we'll try and give the kids some freedom of choice, whether it's, you know, what games we play at practice sometimes. And with the older kids, we'll let them choose what jerseys we wear. I mean, we've got, uh, fortunately, we've got a couple of, you know, different colors. Uh, if we're on the road, we'll let them choose where to eat. You know, and sometimes it's McDonald's and obviously it's not healthy. But if we're facilitating that autonomy, first we'll give right. them the freedom. Then we'll develop the mindset, you know, we're not going to do it every day. But then we'll, you know, is this healthy? And then we can facilitate a conversation out of that right um we want to evaluate and show each child the progress they're making so that's huge for us we want to talk to the kid and make sure they understand it's about them and obviously different kids will be at different levels in terms of that conversation but we want to show each kid that we care about you as an individual and this is the progress you're making and here's how we can move to the next place and um and all of that comes down to you know creating a safe environment where they feel that they're loved they feel that they're engaged and they're constantly playing. That's right. kind of what we try and do. Okay. Um, so, yeah, um, I mean, this just kind of summarizes what we yep. just talked about. But okay. that last line, the more kids, the more that kids enjoy themselves, the more they'll play. The more they play, the better they'll play. The better they play, the harder they will work. So that's kind of um, – I'm flying through this, but there's no, a tree I love in China. This. this is like you know, long – this is going back to our tree analogy. So, yeah. yeah. So Chinese bamboo, there's no growth in the first four years. It doesn't break the ground. Then in the next five weeks, it grows 80 feet plus. So that's just saying that, you know, even the first four years, even though it doesn't break the ground, farmers are still watering it. They're taking care of it. And then boom, all of a sudden, you know, there's growth. So we might not see results. Um, And that's all right. We might not see wins. We might not see outcomes. And that's okay. 
let's keep facilitating, let's keep developing our kids. Um, just different analogy, protein, but you know, it's the same thing. Uh, you can't consume all the protein in the world. You got to give the body the right amount of protein. Otherwise right. it's wasted. So as a coach, we don't want to give all the information. We want to give them what they need to grow. Um, I mean, parent meetings, we can, like, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> we, but. We, we, could do, we could do a six hour podcast on parent meetings. Yes. Yeah. And, and number five, um, is, no, I think oh. it's number five. Um, I think, and I'm just, just because people are going to be listening. I think the key to parent meetings is, or pa- parents is over communicate, over communicate, over communicate, over communicate, over communicate. Yeah. Like they just want to know what's going on. Most of them. Um, most of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, like just briefly, even parents care about their kids as much as us as coaches. They might not have the right information. They might not see the bigger picture. We care about so, but they do care about their kids, and they, they definitely want success for their child. And then it's up to us to communicate how we're going to help them achieve that. So it's they're not the bad guys. I mean, no. sometimes they might act like it, but they're not the bad guys. Right. And sometimes you can't be rational with irrational people either. So I always tell yes. people that. <laughs> so don't take it personally. That's what I tell my I tell the coaches. I said I have my nephew here who's like who's like um seven and I have my nephew visiting who's seven and two and my daughter's like getting upset I go Emma stop you can't be rational with an irrational they're not rash he's not right he's tired he's not rational just let him go it's like you know don't take it personal it's just not that's just what it is but yeah yeah parents are very similar to a seven-year-old at times they need it's well well, you're right in saying that I mean if a kid is throwing a tantrum you're not highly gonna rationalize it with them (laughs) you just let them have the tantrum it's the same thing with parents I've let more than a handful of parents just vent at me and it's like uh uh-huh I I, they just want to be heard too yeah yes yeah Yeah. um kind of developing youth I mean we're going through this yeah this is great team meetings um so in a in a in a Preseason team meeting, we'll introduce the staff, talk about logistics. We will discuss core values. That's really important for the teams to understand. We talk about standards. If it's an under-14 team plus, we'll probably let them, you know, come up with their own because once they, you know, if they come up with it, they're probably going to buy in a lot more. We talk about expectations. You know, we discuss rotations. If we have 20 players, how are we going to deal with it? If we have 12 players, how are we going to deal with it? We talk about communication policy, like if you're not going to show up at practice, how, when, early, you should communicate that to coaches. Talk about, you know, events that are coming up, what the dress codes are, travel details, you know, playing philosophy, identity, roles. And I think the roles is huge because anytime somebody does not know what you expect from them, they're they're not sure where they fit in in your plan, in the team, in the system, they don't know where they're going. So roles is huge. Really. And roles is uh, for, for me, even in, it, I think roles are important in the beginning of the season. I think roles are important mid season, sometimes twice during the season that are yeah. important after the season to help them move forward. I think all of that is important before we do that, but because I want to talk about number one is how do you yeah. go about hiring? What's your standard for hiring and how do you do that? Okay. Coaches. So with the, with with this program, it's 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 very different with Swans, where there is two professional coaches in the club, and that's myself and our Bundesliga pro coach, and okay. everybody else is a volunteer. So that hiring process of coaching is, you know, so we try and obviously look at players who are coming to the end of their careers, or players who've stopped playing for a while, have kids. We look at teachers in the schools. 
we communicate with them our vision. At least this is what we're doing this season. We're communicating with them. This is our vision. This is where we want to go. This is our player pathway. This is how we're going to develop players. This is what we stand for. Would you be interested in coming in and helping us out? So we're trying to cast a wide net at parents, at volunteers, at school teachers, former players, current players who are coming to the end of their career just to try and get some. Because actually just between, you know, obviously it's on the podcast, we're not sure if we have enough coaches for next season. And if we're not sure if we have enough coaches for next season, then we can't be picky. But what we can do is once we've hired coaches or brought in coaches, we need to develop and invest in them. And my philosophy as well is the, the number one thing we need to do for player development is develop your coaches. I agree. So, I, agree. Um, I think people don't so, do that. I think people spend a lot of time on all the stuff we're talking about yeah. and don't spend as much time. I mean, the world is run by people at this point. Yeah. AI hasn't taken over yet. So yeah. uh, I'm just saying, I think you got to invest in, I mean, all the, all the back, all the um, behind the scenes stuff is important to put on yeah. a musical Hamilton. I get it. But what's really important is the people singing the songs out in the front. So yeah. um, you've got to invest in them. Um, if as much, if not more than what's behind the scenes, I agree. Um, I think people forget that a lot of coaches forget youth coaches. Forget oh no, that, that's huge for us. I mean, we are trying to make sure that we're deliberate in terms of how we develop our coaches. We've actually done something this season, the season that's coming. We obviously have our national governing bodies, coaching qualification. You know, you've got your A license, B license, C license, but we're developing an in-house coaching pathway so that our coaches coming in have are here. And this is kind of what we need you to learn here. But as we go through over the years, we're going to help you get to the next stage as we define coaching development. Um, so I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but we definitely want to develop our coaches. That's huge for us. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll tell you one thing though. Um, I, I was a couple of years ago, I went for an interview uh, with the basketball Academy in England, uh, Kent Crusaders, and they had by far the, the best coaching hiring process that I'd seen. I'm not sure if they still do this. They flew me in, and what they had me do is do a technical, teach a technical skill session with actual, you know, their players. Uh, it was a 45 minute. Then they had me teach a separate tactical skill session. Then they had me give film breakdown to their players, and then we had an a, an interview with myself and four of their members. And I thought from a professionalism or from a holistic point of view to see how, all right, how does he coach? What does he coach? How does he do this? You know, I thought it was really good, cool that they, they went through the full spectrum. It's not just, all right, here's a resume. Here's what we do. No, they went through the full spectrum, which I thought was really cool. Right. Um, oh, I think that's like, yeah, because you're becoming part of a family per se. You want to make sure you're, before you let them in. Yeah, I love that. And you got to keep the standards and culture up. So yeah. that's, yeah. Um, practice planning. I, I guess we're in a stage right now where most coaches will, I'm not sure if most, but most coaches that I've worked with here will tell you that they've got a practice plan in their head. I'm the type of person that I want something on paper. I need something to be able to see and reflect on. So I think practice planning, there's a couple of things that I try and do. Pre-practice thoughts, which kind of remind me of where I'm at. Mind candy, which translates to the, life skills i try and highlight a point of emphasis that we're doing um so point of emphasis terms, is like we're going to work on boxing out we're going to work on crashing the board yeah. okay yeah okay we're going to have two emphasis for the day and we'll try and you know 
so all our drills, all our games are going to have like, this is our emphasis. We got to make sure we do this right. Um, okay. Uh, daily drills. So I'll pick, uh, I'll just see if I can do it. Well, what here. about power of terms? Is that like oh, definitions that you need to talk about? That's almost like, so I've seen coaches explain the drill every single time they do it. Well, no, if we say, I mean, if we say we're going to do uh, 3v3 cutthroat, the guys should know by the third time what it is. So we're not explaining it. And this allows the guys to get into it really quickly. Yeah. So, yeah, I just did, I just did a thing about like um, a podcast about the three keys to a good practice are time. Cause I like to be, you know, I, I hate long practices if you don't need them. Mm-hmm. Pace, how, how quickly you move from one thing to the next and flow. Um, yeah. I think those three things, but I do, I, what I've done recently is I, I, I do my talk and walks or walk and talks, whichever way you want to talk about it, it early in practice, before practice starts. Like, so I hate, I hate taking, I hate messing the flow of a practice and explaining the three by three drill. Like we did it at the beginning. If you don't know, step off and ask a friend because the ones that were getting it and it helps because think about the flow of a basketball game, right? The flow of a basketball game is just, it's constant. It's not like, it's not stop, stop, stop. Um, And I try to use the 90, 10 rule where they're doing stuff 90% and I'm coaching 10. Like when we're doing drills and stuff, because here's my theory with the 90, 10, if I put it at 90, 10, I'm going to actually end up at 80, 20, which I can, which I can live with. I can live with 80, 20, but I don't want me stopping a drill and saying something 30 seconds later, stop the drill. Another person jumps in. It messes the flow and the pace. Um, and p- pace does effort, effort, to, you know, it, it, there's this correlation that goes all the way through. Um, yeah. but I, I love that. I love power term. I love getting that power terms or the walk or the talk out fast, like get it out of the way. 100%. Really. I, yeah. I think your point about flow is, is, Hey everybody, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like, leave a review. We love those five-star reviews. We're going to leave a one-star. You can skip to the next podcast. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.